This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, host Jason Glick, how are you doing? I'm doing good, John. It's a nice day. Ah, uh, yes. You know, it's fall, whatnot. There's leaves falling, at least if you're in other parts of the country. <laughs> yes, and, and as opposed to California here, it's just um, this a little cool and dry. So, I mean, like all you people who are just like, you know suffering under the polar vortex, I mean, hey, congratulations to you. It's like, I mean, we would love to have your weather out here on the coast right now, but that's just not going to happen. We're just going to keep keep going until like you know we the California enters its desert phase and everything turns into Mad Max. We're just fighting for for water instead of gas. Yes, all of you out there don't live in California. We only have two seasons: hot and cold. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so I'm not bitter. No, maybe just a little bitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like fall colors. What are you talking about? Anyway, so what do you have up for us tonight? Okay, well, first, before we, before we dive into the uh, titled podcast, I want to talk about, you know, it's like how I talk about reading things sometimes, particularly with manga, because, you know, it's like there are some, there are some series where it's like, you know, I, or I mean, I, I tend to, I like to think of myself as a fairly lenient um, reader in the sense that, you know, if something doesn't um, impress me, like right off the bat, I'll give it another volume to try and think about, you know, how, okay, maybe it, it's still developing, you know, maybe it'll get better and all. And, um, you know, there have been a couple times when that's, when series is taking a little while to click with me, I mean, it's like I mean there was one, the one I wrote about last week on Monday, um, Ajin Demi Human, new title from Vertical. It's like com- first of all, I'm completely generic, um, like I'm um, shown in action, but with just a little bit more blood, blood guts and dismemberment than um, what you expect to see from say the likes of say Naruto and One Piece. And but you know it's like hey, it, it wasn't actively awful, not like say. Uh, um, from the New World, Volume One. So yeah, yeah I figured oh, I can give it another. Sh- I can, even though it's like this volume didn't wow me. It's like I can just give it, give it another, give, give it a volume, another volume or two, just to see how it, how it turns out. And you know, maybe it'll get, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll eventually evolve into something that I thoroughly look forward to after each volume. Much like um, the Flowers of Evil. Now. This this is a series that you know I bought back in the days when I bought everything from Vertical because you know just about everything they put out was worth reading. Then then along came the one two punch uh, one two punch of um, sickness unto death and um, from the New World, and I realized that hey, you know um, Vertical you know doesn't like even though like they liked they they try to unpick um, you know idiosyncratic stuff that um, that you know was outside of the mainstream. It doesn't always work but i picked the flowers of evil volume one and in it i found the story of um see of average um junior high schooler um takao kasuga he's living in his um small in his, in his small his small country town in the prefecture of gunma in japan and he's it's like and he's you know just your average underachiever he doesn't do well on tests but he also likes reading like stuff like the uh, Flowers of Evil, the um, poetry collection by by the poet Baudelaire, um, after at, at his dad's urging, you know, just in order to get some, you know, get some culture and just, you know, hey, I'm reading a tough book, you know, like, hey, I'm not like all you other losers out there, and such, and he's and he's just you know going th- just going through life, just taking tests, gonna li- just gonna live um live out his life in this small town, and also idolizing the uh, the uh, class idol um. Nakano Nanako Saeki, 
on from, from afar, just saying, hey, there's no way I'm ever going to get, get this girl and all. And also just wondering, just what the hell is up with the class weirdo, um, Sawa Nakamura, who just loves, who apparently just like, you know, doesn't even try on tests and calls teachers um, stuff like shit bugs to their face. But then one day um, he realizes he's forgotten his book at, at, at school and he, and he runs back to go get it. And then he sees, on, and as he gets it, he sees this, he's on the ground like, you know, um, Saiki's, um, you know, gym, bag of gym clothes and all. He's thinking like, oh, this is the girl I want. Like, her clothes are right there. The one she's worn and all. And without thinking, he just grabs it, takes it back to his, run, runs back to his, like to his home, to his home w- with them. And he's like, he's got this, these girls, cl- he's got this girl's clothes in his hands. And he's saying, oh, it's a girl I like. And like, oh my God, what have I done? You know, just the uh, standard, like, you know, sense of shame and recrimination that, um, you know, comes with, you know, such, such a forbidden act. What he doesn't know is that um, Nakamura saw him take the, uh, take these clothes and um, she confronts him with this um, after school the next day, and she says that you know she basically says you know make a con- you're gonna make a contract with me. It's like you're gonna basically do whatever I say because you're a pervert just like me. It's like and she's gonna she and I'm gonna like expose you, like finally sh- like show you the real truth of who you are underneath all that yucky skin. Now, the thing the thing that got me about the first volume is. The thing that didn't impress me about the first volume was just the fact that, you know, hey, he stole this girl's gym clothes and all. Oh, and at the very end of the volume, yeah, I'm not going to makes him like makes him wear wear these clothes on a date with Sayaki after he's managed to um impress her by standing up for Nakamura in class. So and um, you know, I'll I'll admit to this. I've read lots of hentai manga over the years, um, to the point where my um perceptions about, you know, what is, you know, Perversion or shocking has been greatly warped um, by reading the likes of, say, um, Yonokura Kengo, um, Yuki, Yuki Yanagi, Tsuki no Jogi, um, Gunma Kisaragi, all these guys and all, and lots more. That's not, that's not that's, that, 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 there you go. That's my perversion right there. But so, after reading all that stuff, you know, the junior high kid who, like, you know, steals a girl's clothes, forced by another girl to wear them, like, on a date, you know, that's, that's just like amateur hour right there. I mean, I that's not that's not perversion. It's like, eh. But you know, hey, I'll keep I'll keep reading just to see if it gets better. Well, if you've been reading my um, reviews of this series, um, you'll know that yeah, it's like the series did get a lot better. I mean, even though the uh, second volume still kind of struggled with its, you know, like you know, um, like it had you know, I mean, it had the big the big date. Um, Nakamura, did, you know, tries tries her best. To, you know, um, mess things up, and then, um, and then, um, but then at the end, um, Kasuga, um, go, um, finally, um, you know, tries, finally goes nuts, and um, you know, confesses to everything on the, uh, it's like on the school blackboard, and just goes on this great big, you know, like, hey, I'm just gonna, gonna just gonna like, um, wreck the classroom, and all because I'm just sick of all these um perverts and all these liars and pretenders it's like and it's it's a great it's a great scene as they as he and nakamura just completely rip their class um desecrate their classroom and um it's like you know it, it's it's a it's a really it's a really good it's a great metaphor for sex that's what it is because like by the end of it even though they haven't actually like you know touched each other it's like by the end of what uh, their um mass their desecration of the classroom it's kind of like 
they're lying each together. It's, it's one of those like, you know, hey, was it good for you? Kind of moments. And that's when I started thinking, hey, you know, there may be more to this series as it is. And as it goes on, I mean, the series, I mean, like it, it, um, the first half of the series up to up, up through volume seven, basically, um, follows the, um, the deepening, um, triangle of, um, of, of deceit, recrimination, angst, and, um, and betrayal that, um, that, that's, that Saiki, um, 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 Kasuga and, um, and Nakamura, um, have, have between each other because even though it's like um Kas- even though Kasuga like you know he heals the psyche um she finds out that hey you know he's she responds to his like you know his um like his entreaties to her you know like, by the by the fact that you know he like she she realizes that you know he's showing me stuff that I've never seen before and then she realizes that um that she also un- un- realizes the fact that you know because of the uh, symbol that is formed on the uh, on the classroom floor, it's the same as the one on the cover of the copy of the, the flowers of evil that he loaned her. She realizes that he's the one who, uh, who did this, who um, desecrated the classroom, but she realizes she's going to keep it a secret because, because she likes him, because she, she appreciates what he does, these feelings that he stirs within her. But at the same time, um, Kasuga is, is still kind of, you know, entranced with Nakamura. And even though it's like, you, there's this, there is a point where you realize that, you know, why would you, he feel this way? It's eventually realized that you eventually realize that, you know, like, um, Nakamura is just like, even though she's like very, um, vulgar, like in violent, in violent to a certain extent, she's so deeply unhappy with where she, with who she is and where she is and why she's stuck with, you know, with her lot in life. Um, that, um, that Kashiga realizes that he has, he has to be the one to save her from this, um, from this, from her lot in life, and that's when like all the angst starts churning up, and the drama starts getting big when when his when, when his crime gets revealed, and then um he um okay. then he he starts rebelling rebelling against his parents, um just com- completely re- like rejecting um it's like rejecting Saiki, it's like and eventually um hook um it's like um hooking up with um Nakamura to complete to do to do a um what appears to be a, a it looks to be a love suicide um at their say at at the schools at the uh, town's summer festival and um it doesn't things don't go as planned and in in the end um it's like and it's i mean this this whole first half of this series like yeah from from volumes one through first part of volume seven it's a really it's like it also becomes a really like really compelling and like Take on just you know the the trials of, trials of adolescence, and just you know this the um, crazy shit you feel when you're it's like when you're um when you're young and you're trying and you you're all you're dealing with all these weird weird feelings you don't know how how to properly express. It's like it's it's like I thought it was like even though it's like um the uh, the problems the series the um main problem that I can see people having with this this series is that you know they just look at the um the teenage angst these characters express and just going, Oh, good God. I don't, not this again, but I think that a mangaka, um, Shuzo Oshimi actually does a good job of, um, sick of laying, laying out the mindset of, um, Kasuga, who is the series true, true protagonist and how he, um, you know, responds to these, um, th- these very different vibes he's getting from these two, from these two, um, girls with completely different mindsets. It's like in, it's like in, like in, in his world and just how, 
you know, he eventually, how he eventually managed to break out of his, say, it's like of his um, complacent existence. It's like, and, but it turns out just in a way that, you know, just complete, just, it's, it's complete, completely, it's shocking and just, you know, more, and it's like just even, even a little disturb, disturbing as well. But um, then you get to the second half, and um, then things actually start playing against type. Because after you've spent um, seven volumes, just, you know, heaping all sorts of drama and, um, and craziness upon the main characters, well, you know, it's like, what do you do for an encore? Well, you start with um, Katsuga like, in, like, in a more er- like, urban environment. I can't remember the name of the city that he's in, but it's, it's urban. That's, that's the key thing you're in here. He's not, he's not out in the sticks anymore. So he's part of you know you know more popular you know Japanese society, and he's just you know making he's in high school now, and he it's two years later, and he's um like he like he's do like he's in school. He's just he's just going through the motions. He's got some friends. I this is another issue I have with the series, and I don't know why he wound up with friends because you know I don't know how you just go get friends just by going through the motions. Uh, I just would think that you know someone who comes off as much as a dead fish as he does in these, these scenes, he would have been the class outcast than anything else. But, you know, hey, like, I, 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 can, I can deal with it. I mean, he's already suffered enough. I don't need, I guess I can, I can live with, you know, the, um, not heaping even more suffering upon him. Because I guess that would have been ridiculous. Even after that would have been ridiculous at a certain point. But, you know, he's... He's in school. He's going through the motions. His parents' um, marriage has been um, shaken um, by his by his actions, and um, he and it's like and he's just going and um, he's just you know just going through life as it is. And he up until one point when um, some girls in, in his class you know um, approach his group of guys and say, "Hey, you know we it's like you know we need some extra guys to come with us for karaoke," and so he go and one of the girls includes like the class idol um, Tokiwa. And so she, and so they, they go, they don't go together and, you know, like Kasuga, of course, just says, oh, no, I'm not going to sing anything because, you know, I'm not that kind of person. And, you know, it's like, he's kind of right that he's kind of a dead fish and all. And um, he goes home, he uh, winds up getting uh, mugged by some guys on, on the way back because he's, because he knocks over the, he knocks over their ramen and then he just says some shit because he's just, you know, hey, I'd love to go through life like, like you guys. But you know, I just can't. And but and then as he's walking walking home, he encounters Tokiwa, who is um, you know, looking who is he who happens to be in a bookstore looking at a copy of The Flowers of Evil, and he sees that and he's like, you're, "You're reading The Flowers of Evil? How? Like what? Why are you interested in that?" And he's just completely crazy, like a stalker, and um, she's creeped out by it but at the same time uh, he he pulls himself back just to realize like oh yeah I, yeah I, so I used to like books and all but I haven't read a single one in two years because apparently she was looking at it because apparently it's the um one of the poems was in a book she read and so she you know offers to read loan him the book and um, he says okay so he so she he gets the book reads it loves it starts to reawaken his passion and it slowly um, develops involves in this relationship between him and and this and this girl. This is probably what, this is probably like the thing I like most about about the series because you know even though like you know the series started with the um, you know the trope of you know the kid 
I, unlike the kid in class getting with the um, getting with the class idol. I mean, like it was twisted to um, disturbing and um, it's like and and bad ends. But this time, I'm um, not um, Kasuga. It's like it's actually um, like you know, Kasuga's working from experience from all the heartache that he that's been that's been foisted upon him, and it's and what happens with um his relationship with, Tok- with Tokiwa actually feels a lot more believable and credible. It's like then see um than before. Like, you know, you start actually start to root for them after a while. I mean, even though she's got, you know, like she's dating like the an upperclassman in another school. Um the um like the little like the little nuances of their relationship. The fact that, you know, they they bond over the over books. In fact that the reading like we found that the reading is something that she's never really shared with anyone else or even her boyfriend. And um then and then there's a um you know surprise um appearance by Saiki who um who who basically um you know sh- shows up and basically um calls um Kasuga on all the all of his um running away bullshit that he's done in the past past two years. It eventually leads to a great moment where um or Kasuga does make an entreaty for for Tokiwa's heart, and I, it's like, I I would thought that was that was fascinating. I mean, rereading the entire series, like even knowing you know this is what was coming, it was still still felt really gratifying to see things um, turn out the way they did. But here's the thing, because you know because this even if they because the uh, this happens around um, volume nine or so, and you know hey you know if you're gonna get the main like the main character together with the girl, then obviously, you know, like next step is there's plenty of room for them to just fall apart. And that's cause that's the thing that's hanging over the rest of the series, you know, cause you know that not only is, um, Kasuga, you know, eventually going to um, make a trip, have to make a trip back to um, Gunma in order to confront his past, which, which he does, but also, you know, he's going to have to confront Nakamura again, just to put the past to rest. And, Here's where Volume Eleven um, starts because um, Ten um, ended with a cliffhanger that um, he he has finally met Nakamura, who is now living with her mother, with, and um, at a, at an eatery out like out in another um, country area. And then you get to then um, majority of Volume Eleven is like well the first half at least is you know his confrontation with Nakamura, just you know fi- set. You know, set, settle accounts of the past. You know, what did we feel for each other and all? The uh, the accounting is kind of like you know. I realize that this is kind of like, uh, maybe I'm not I'm not Japanese. I I I look at the uh, that what they do here, and I can I can see the um, understand the emotions of what they feel, and you know why um you know Kasuga would do some of the stuff that he does here. And I just think that, you know, maybe he's just expressing all these, th- yeah, he's throwing Nakamura into the surf because the stuff he just can't express or just, you know, the, his, um, declaration that, you know, I'm so glad you're here that you weren't, that you weren't not, that you weren't not real. You know, okay. That's, that's kind of, that's, in, that's strange, but you know, I can understand, I guess I can ex- try and understand it as, take, Trying to accept it as a, uh, you know, it's like you're, you're just like working through things in in your own weird way, but I, but the uh, I still, but I'm willing to give it a give this part a pass, 
mainly because like, you know, with all, I was worried, I was hearing for the worst in terms of, you know, what was going to happen with, um, um, Kasuga's, um, relationship. And, um, it didn't, it didn't pan out in that way. In fact, the, uh, we get some interesting, we, the, um, there's the uh, ser- the vo- vo- volume eleven has really like a couple of extended epilogues. I mean, actually, hey, if you if you hated the uh, extended, all the epilogues in uh, the Lord in um, the Return of the King, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fucking hate like the last hundred pages of of this volume because it's basically um not only is it is it Kasuga you know in the future at college, but it's also you know him also what I believe is imagining what you know, what his, what his, his, what his life is going to be like afterwards. And you know, that glimpse we get of, of his imagination, I think it's beautiful. I would love to see that happen to him, but it also like comes off as like, you know, he's this, he's trying to embrace, um, you know, writing and, and, you know, make having him, you know, have the guts to put down, put pen to paper and just describe, you know, his, what he wants life to be from here on, here on out. But it's still a very, still a very compelling, compelling moment, and it's something I would love. And I'm just just thinking about, you know, this is, you know, as far as the epilogue, I mean, it's a, it's a very, I think it's a very satisfying wrap up to his story. But it's not not the last one, because the uh, final chapter is actually um, it's probably the most illuminating, and it's probably the thing that's made the most most series most interesting on a reread, because the final chapter. Is um the entire is basically the first part of the book, um from Nakamura's perspective. Now, um, Oshimi has a fairly conventional style that you know didn't really wow me. Just sometimes being a conventional like you know shonen romance type thing, but she um um manages to um push it in knows how to push it in um interesting ways, um for dramatic effect over the course of the course of the run, and um. You know, when the characters start freaking out, she's good with you know, I'm conveying like uh, you know the uh, how the, the dimensions their expressions take. You know, when they start uh, acting against um, convention, it's like holy crap! It's like you know you feel the drama and the uh, pain or the misery on their face, or even like the meanness when such as when um, Saiki is calling um, Takao and his um, running away bullshit. Um, it's like when he's in the city now. Then, but this final chapter, it's a it's far more esoteric, and it's it it and um as with any um as I would like to think with any story that you know, offers the final chapter that goes back to show you a new version of, of previous events, it does a good it does a good job of showing of casting those events in a different light because the way um Oshimi show shows these events is a very is a very distorted. I mean, she, she she does very straight straight uses very straight lines to, to convey these the uh, series the, the 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 series the art like in the series so far but here this is a um that like the, the world that um that um, Nakamura sees is a very phantasmagorical um curved lined um um world full full of um sh- of shadow creatures that um that take place of students. I mean, it's, it's artistic license, you know, to, well, no, it, you can view it as one of two things. It's either artistic license, just, just give us a little bit inside of Nakamura's head, or, you know, it could actually be what she sees. And it could actually mean that, you know, Nakamura, 
yo, she's she's really kind of psychotic. The, and the fact that she lives in a world full of visual hallucinations with all these um, shadow beings and flies and bugs. Like, and um, that um, just does not conform to reality reality at all and how these shadows are constantly you know trying to take her over i mean and and to see that moment when um it's like when when kasuga um you know takes the uh steel psyche's clothes and his real face comes out of of his shadow being and it's like wow so this is this is how she formed that that strong attachment to him i mean it's and it, but still i mean if you i kind of wanted i was tempted to think think of this as you know being more being more literal than anything else and that fact that you know nakamura is actually psychotic and she's she does need she she's someone who did need mental help and just was not going to get it because you know in japan mental health um men, mental illness does not exist it's like unless it's like unless you go and kill someone and you go go to jail and then you start then maybe you'll get the help you need but um in this case it's like it's i mean it does I, I can't I can I can understand that you know how um you know her her psychotic nature probably would have um you know like would have attracted you know some someone as ordinary as Kasuga and just you know made it made it you know made it fascinating for him to for him to, you know, to try and you know figure her out and um then in the uh, in the later volumes when she shows up I can just see maybe that you know her mother did get her the help and now that she's She's medicated up to her gills, which, you know, on one hand, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, you know, I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's the only way she could, she could live, like in a in a normal world. It's still kind of sad, but still, I mean, that's for a final like that's that's what I like to see in these kind of final final chapters. I mean, it's like I like I, said, I really enjoy I thoroughly enjoyed going over and rereading this series from front to back and it was very very illuminating with it's like with that knowledge, along with just, you know, just seeing how everything plays out from beginning to end. Overall it's like, you know, even though it doesn't it the series doesn't start off on the strongest note. And yeah, it's got lots of um it's got lots of teenage angst. And if you hate that, I if you if you hate teenage angst that isn't created by superpowers, you're gonna really fucking hate this series. But um, and also there are little bits of like you know you have to um accept this to go on like the uh like how Kasuga managed to get his, get his get his parents you know marriage back on track just by being assertive for once, and you know his um the fact that he's you know not the class outcast when he gets to high school that kind of thing. But overall, it's like I the um it's like the relationship the relationships and characters. Character villain that he goes through over the course of the series is thorough. It's like it's thoroughly compelling, and um, it's like and and ultimately, I felt it was ultimately believable from from beginning to end. I it's like it's like, like I said, series like the Flowers of Evil are why I continue to give you know series other titles you know more than one more than one volume in order to um make like you know make their mark with me and just hope that you know hey you know. You know, it's not it's not always gonna be um a home run every time, but hey, you know, it's like sometimes patience pays off. You know? We'll see. With other series. So John, um any uh, thoughts on this end or are you just completely wiped out right now? No, um interesting. Uh I also did a little quick uh, Amazon search. I swear to you guys, we don't get paid by Amazon. I just like using them. 
Because to me, Amazon is a little little reference referencing kind of database yeah. thing. Except except when they're doing their their fucking bullshit feud with Hachette, which means I had to go and order on the brides volume six of a bride story through another through another outlet. But that's that that's let's see, that's that's just them right now. So well, looks like uh. Well, I see up to at least volume 11, so that seems like a pretty hefty series. Is there more than that? No, volume 11 is the last one. Okay. And I object to you calling 11 volumes hefty because, I mean, when we're dealing with, you know, when, oh, we're, yes, in the, when the world, like, you know, when Naruto is wrapping up with the volume 70 something, and yet Naruto and that um, One Piece is still continuing on, we'll probably continue on to volume 80 or so. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, and, I will, and um, after we're done with this podcast, I'll be writing about volume 36 of Vagabond yes. on the site. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 11 being hefty. 11 is quaint. Yeah, it is. This is true. This is true. So I stand corrected on that. I did notice that they seem to have an anime adaptation as well. So I didn't... Oh, yes, the I... anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, any comments on that? Uh, the anime is somewhat infamous because um, unlike you know just about every anime, other anime that is made these days they the people who made on um, the flowers of evil anime um opted for a opted for an unconventional on- animation style uh, the animation in the flowers of evil is actually um rotoscoped ah okay uh, it's enough said <laughs> yeah and apparently um uh, let's see if, if i'm going to um go by the um word of the people at Sankaku complex whose word is you know rarely to be trusted um this did not go over well at all with um, a lot of with um Jap- with um japanese viewers mm, okay but um i still think that you know that looking at some of the stills stills i saw of the series i kind of like like the um the unconventional art style i mean even if it, they are just tracing over real people yeah. it, it makes for a more distinctive art our shell than the than I felt the series had when it first started. I mean, I'm rereading it again. Like I said, I appreciate how like how um Oshimi like you know like you know break um like goes with this conventional style and then like starts messing with it in terms of how the characters look later on. But um I but I don't know, it's like the um the uh, the uh, the uh, look look of the anime is definitely conventional and um singular in its appearance. Yeah. So yeah, and rotoscoping um, is um, it's actually a really old technique, actually. And uh, just as an example, um, since this is a comic book podcast, well, we can talk about like comic-related uh, the original Superman cartoons in the 1940s. Yes. The ones that done by Max Flesher. Those are actually rotoscoped. I didn't discover that until like a few months ago. Uh, I've never really watched those and like going like, wow, that's the best Superman I've ever seen. But I'm just going like, huh, interesting that they would employ that technique back then. And, uh, you know, and it's still a technique even used today. So interestingly enough, I'm not saying it's bad per se. Um, what, what was that one uh, movie with um, Keanu Reeves in it that was rotoscoped? Oh, um, a Scanner Darkly. A sc- that's it, a Scanner Darkly. So, yeah, you I know, actually, I actually saw that in the theaters. Yeah. Did you, did you like it? Yes. Okay, there you go. So, um, so yeah, so Flowers of Evil, um, you know, uh, is also available. It looks like um, two volumes, you can have the entire Blu-ray set for a mere $40 on Amazon. So, um, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's a two-disc Blu-ray. The DVD comes in three discs, so... See, I have um, no idea how much how much of the, um, the, the uh, manga the series covers. I mean, if it's, 13 yeah. ep- if it's 13 episodes, I can maybe see them... 
I mean, maybe they'll uh, they'd be able to cover the entire entire series, mm-hmm. but um, I don't so, know if it's if it's only like the first the first half. You may just want to stick with the uh, stick with the manga. Couple of the yeah, just a just a couple of the notes. I mean, uh, one way or another. I mean, it is a fascinating story. It sounds like. Um, um, uh, it, it seems like that the uh, the anime itself um, is. Let's see here. Flowers of Eva, Volume 1, 2. And then you have the complete collection uh, for the anime. Yeah, it seems like a lot. So, uh, two two Blu-rays seems like it would cover... I don't know. It depends. Things <laughs> things get paced so differently in these in anime versus like manga. So, uh, as anyone who's read Bleach could attest. To. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, uh, do you know what we're going to have on uh, for next time? Next <laughs> Next time, I'm going to pour 40 over Dark Horse's um, publishing efforts with Star Wars because uh, they, because uh, like in the last, it's been, like I said, last, like, we're good, good, God, I'm running so behind right now. Like I said, last month, um, they published, like, what are probably going to be some of their last um, trade paperbacks. So I got, I got like four volumes of stuff to talk about, maybe, maybe one more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to just say, hey, you know, I bid, I bid you farewell, um, Star Wars Dark Horse, and mm-hmm. you ended. It's like he ended pretty well. Then, then two weeks from two weeks from that is going to be um, hopefully, oh, hopefully my copy of Original Sin will have arrived, and then we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that then. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later. All right, bye.